Would Travion Henderson and Quishon Jenkins be the best running back duo in the country? You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ryan Day in December was sifting through the portal and trying to figure out players that fit the system that he wants at Ohio State. And over the past couple days and weeks, he has gone out and made sure that he's adding players to the team that make Ohio State a better roster in 2024. Welcome in, Buckeye fans, to a Tuesday edition of Locked on Buckeyes. Here on Tuesday, January 9th in the year 2024, I am your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Mo, this is take three on this show. Let's get it right. It was on my it was on me both times, guys. But there's conversation out there that Ohio State is after another offensive player in the transfer portal. Quinshawn Junkins. Former Ole Miss running back, SEC leader in rushing this season, would be somebody that if Ohio State gets a commitment from him this offseason, one, it will make Ohio State's backfield instantly, to me potentially, one of the best in the country. But two, it fills a need that the team has on offense, which is adding more depth to the running back room. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, It would be the best running back duo Maybe individually, neither one of those two would be flat out the best running back in the country, but both of them have best running back in the country potential. I think Travion Henderson has shown when he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the country. I think Junkins the past two years have been one of the best running backs in the country. Um, I think when you think about some of the running backs heading to the NFL or whatever's next in their career, on top of the fact what you will be getting from Junkins and Travion Henderson, I think it'd be hard to argue that there's a better duo um, than those two if Junkins does actually decide to come to Ohio State. Now, some of you have seen out there, just like we have, the rumors that Junkins is visiting Ohio State. He's been to Ohio State. He's following a lot of people on the social media, which all signs lead to a potential big-time commitment possibly coming soon from Quinshawn Junkins. He is a former Ole Miss running back over the past couple years. Freshman year, ran for 1,500 yards, over 1,500. This current year, ran for over 1,100 yards. In his career at Ole Miss, a total of over 2,700 rushing yards and 37, excuse me, 31 total touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, averaging 5.0 yards per carry. He's played in every game he could play at Ole Miss, which is better than either Henderson or Hayden can say. Mm-hmm. It's not Hayden hasn't been hit with the injury bug like Henderson has, but you have a guy who is durable, 26 to 26 games. He is productive, over 2,700 rushing yards and 31 rushing touchdowns, but also adds depth. And I do think, though, also they complement each other very well, which I think is why Tony Alford and even Ryan Day have their eyes set on bringing this young man to Columbus. Yeah, I mean, he plays winning football, and I mean, just think about the thing that you said. Like, in 26 games, he got 2,700 yards and 31 touchdowns. So you're telling me, like, bringing in this guy from the transfer portal, I literally am bringing in a guaranteed 100-yard and touchdown game. Like, every time, like, I'm bringing in a guy that I know is going to give me 100 yards and a touchdown. 
And so this is the sport of football. And so if you're able to bring in a running back that I know based on, see, the difference is he's not being recruited out of high school. So we already know what you look like in college and you played in the SEC and we know the monsters in the plethora of people that are going to going to play on NFL Sundays coming out of the SEC on opposing defenses. And you're bringing in a guy that's shown you on the college level. I'm guaranteed hundred yards in touchdown. Like that's what I'm guaranteed to average if I'm the main star running back. But even still, if you have two guys that pretty much give you that same type of production, I mean, you're talking about basically on the ground having 200 yards and two touchdowns a game. Pretty much almost guaranteed from Travion Henderson and Quinshawn Junkins. There wouldn't be no other duo that could say that. That when they until they play, and I know they're not both gonna average seven yards a carry, they're not both gonna hit the thousand yard mark. Like I think some of those things are unrealistic with college only playing 12 games, splitting carries, like whatever, maybe will letting Will Howard loose with some of these wide receiver weapons you got, but the production would be there that. Maybe both of them only have seven, 800 yards a pop. But if they had got the workload, you know, based on yards per carry and everything like that. So, I mean, to basically have two guys on your roster that are good for 100 yards and a touchdown a game, it's special because there's not a lot of rosters that ever have an opportunity to do that. And so Ohio State has an opportunity to do that. And so I think if Juckus comes and that's the possibility and that's, that's what it would be. Like, on the roster, if he is there, it is. I got two guys that basically can average 100 yards and score me a touchdown every game. So I basically have 200 yards of offense and 14 points. Guaranteed before I even step on the field, just based on averages. That, that'd be tough. That'd be tough because there's not a lot of teams that can almost guarantee you that based on what I have, I have 200 yards of offense and, and two touchdowns before I talk about my wide receivers or my quarterback. And Ohio State would have that opportunity to do that <laughs> Right away, like the minute he signs on the dotted line, if he does transfer to Ohio State, the minute he signs, that's what it is. I got 200-yard backs and two touchdowns. I got 14 points and 200 yards of offense before we even play football. And a lot of guys cannot say that before even talking about quarterbacks or wide receivers. We're only talking about two running backs. That's all we're talking about when getting that kind of production. It's crazy. Think about this, though. This is what Ohio State thought. Well, I'm going to say thought. This is what Ryan Day has been wanting at running back. Two guys that can get the job done at the same time in the same game. You thought at some point, Mayan Williams, Trevion Henderson, they could both be the top two backs in the room. Mm-hmm. Neither one can stay healthy. Like, legitimately, if both guys stay healthy, you're look, we're not looking at Quinshawn Junkins. Well, maybe because Mayan went to the NFL. And I think if Henderson was healthy, he would be gone as well. But also, you're looking at you're looking at something where it's like, we thought Williams and Henderson could be two guys complimented, complimented each other very well if healthy. If Henderson gets hurt again, which is unfortunately likely, Mo, like we're talking about a possibility. it's a high possibility that this man gets hurt in the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. You have a guy that's on the in that room with him. Just as good, if not better. Exactly. <laughs> just as good, if not better. And we're trying to get depth. You're trying to not just beat Michigan in 2024. You're trying to beat Michigan, win the Big Ten, make noise in the playoff. Bringing him to Columbus makes those goals more realistic. Yeah, 100%. And I know this is like mainly focused on the running backs, but this goes back to the addition of Will Howard. I mean, it makes his job easier. He's not going to have to save us all the time by throwing for three, 400 yards in big games. I don't think that'll be the expectation. 
I think realistically with an offense with Will Howard at quarterback and then Junkins and Travion Henderson, I think you're talking about two guys averaging 80 something yards on the ground a piece on top of Will Howard averaging 250 yards in the air. So, I mean, you're talking about almost, you know, 450, 500 yards of offense without talking about who's the star wide receiver going to be, who's going to be the breakout guy, a may come back, who's going to be what we don't care about that. I got 500 yards of offense based on what I expect my quarterback to throw in the air and what I expect my running backs to do on the ground. We not even talk about who the breakout wide receiver is because we know that's the most loaded position at Ohio State. So it can be Brandon Ennis or Jeremiah Smith or Emeka Abuka if he decides to return. I don't really care. Um, we know we got guys there. So having those same type of caliber guys at the running back position – it opens up your offense because now if we could beat you up running the ball, we could play that Michigan style of football in just six, seven minute drives that result in touchdowns. And you have to maximize. And if we're putting, we're going to play a lot more inferior teams next year than we will superior. I mean, we got three games marked on the schedule next year that could be up in the air 50 50. It's Oregon, it's Penn State, it's Michigan. Outside of that, we're playing inferior teams. And so if we're talking about inferior teams, Week one, two, three, four, five, in order to beat Ohio State, all of them have to maximize their opportunity when they get the ball because they have the type of offense that can just run it down your throat for six, seven, eight-minute drives and finishing touchdowns. Man, that's that's deadly for what Ohio State could do because now they're a team that can match up with you in a shootout. You know, if Will Howard does pan out and he's able to do what he should be able to do with these weapons and this running game, like, we could play any style of football – and what makes it the most dangerous? Until Oregon had lost to Washington the second time, there were some people saying going into that Pac-12 championship that they were the best team in college football because they could play all types of football. They could beat you defensively. They could beat you running the ball. They got a quarterback that could get the job done. So I think, essentially, I think you're almost painting the narrative that Ohio State could be a better Oregon next year, which I think if Oregon is better, than they were this year, and you tell me that team would walk in the next year, I'd be like, they could win a national championship. So if I'm saying that about Ohio State, I'm saying the same thing. You're going to field a team that has an opportunity to really win a national championship. I just don't know if we do. I'm not calling that. We got nine months. Yeah. We got nine months. <laughs> Let's not go that far yeah, yet. One thing I do want to talk about, Mo, we have not talked about Donald Hayden this whole show yet mm-hmm. because if Junkins commits, that directly impacts – Dallin Hayden's production next year. Mo and I will discuss that next year on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I love got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. 
Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Mo, I'm a big Dallin Hayden fan. and He has not shown us. He hasn't played many games at Ohio State. Redshirted this year. Didn't play in the Cotton Bowl, which I thought, hey, at some point you would want to see him on the field. Nope, didn't do that. If Judkins commits to Ohio State and transfers to from Ole Miss, one, it'll be the third Ole Miss pl- uh, player um, to transfer to Ohio State in the past couple of years. Last year had a couple. This year, in this current cycle, have at least one so far. Could be more. But two, Mo, it would have shocked me if he hit the portal. Because if I'm down with Hayden and I'm sitting here in year three and I have been doing everything you asked me to do on the field, running the ball. Some say he's bad in pass pro. Okay, that literally just takes some reps and effort and a lot more reps and a lot more effort to get better there. And it's a technique as well. I'm not trying to overlook the technique, but reps are a big way to get better in pass production. But I'm hitting the poor. I'm considering it. I'm not telling him what to do, but I would not be shocked if Judkins transfers, if Henderson stays. It wouldn't shock me if Hayden hit the portal in the spring. Yeah, I think that would be um, – he's a running back, so plenty of people want his services. I think there's enough film on him to know that this guy is pretty good. Um, he has the potential to be really good, has the potential to be the next great running back at Ohio State. Um, may not get the opportunity. Unfortunate, we're in the land of NIL and transfer portal, so that next portal will open up, um, you know, and he'll, maybe, he, maybe he hangs around for spring and – fights for his spot, and if he doesn't get it because Judkins came in and Travion Henderson coming back, it'd be understandable. It'd be no hard feelings for him to hit the portal. I think that's the only option, though. If Judkins comes and Henderson stays. Now, if Judkins comes and Henderson leaves, I think the one-two punch yeah. of Dallin yeah. Hayden and Quinshawn Judkins give you the same type of hope. I think we've seen enough from uh, Dallin Hayden to know, like, this dude can play. Yeah. Like, this dude is really good. He can average 100 yards a game on the ground. If you give him the opportunities, you give him 15 to 20 carries. Uh, he'll average four or five yards per carry. I think he's done that and shown that at Ohio State. So, if you're down in Hayden, I don't know if you're paying attention to the Judkins thing as much as far as, but if Judkins comes, does Henderson stay or not? I think that's what determines whether he hits the transfer portal or not. Do you think NIL would keep him in Columbus? No. Mm. If it did, it'd be stupid. Okay. I guess because, like, NIL is going to bring Judkins to Ohio State. Correct. NIL probably keeps Travion Henderson at Ohio State. Like, I know he wants to prove he could be fully healthy and all that, but I think you've seen enough from Travion Henderson. I think he could go in the third round. I think with the devalue of running backs in the NFL. Anyway, I think he's a third-round pick, maybe second round um, for a team that's got a bunch of picks. Yeah. But I think NIL keeps like gets you Judkins and keeps Travion Henderson. So now you're telling me, and I know there's no salary cap, so I guess essentially it wouldn't matter. But I mean, you telling me NIL then kept either got you a running back and kept 
two or three other running backs on your roster. Like, I don't think we're hurting for running back that much that we need to pay three, four, five million dollars for three running backs. Like, it just, and I think there will be a team, I think we'd put a number on the table and be like, this is what we'll pay you. And I think there'll be another team in Nebraska or, I don't know, Florida State, or I don't know about Florida State. I don't know who they got coming in at running back or whatever, but just a different school other than Ohio State that will have a number for a Dallin Hayden. And like, I've seen enough. Like, I've seen enough to give you $800,000. It could be the starting running back for our team, and we might have a promising year. So I, it, it wouldn't make sense to outbid anybody to keep Dallin Hayden. And I think you'd be hurting him. Like, you outbid him, you keep him, you love him, but at the same time, like, you can't tell me a dude like this, his goal isn't to go to the NFL. And so if you just keep him for, what is this, a third year? Yeah, man. You keep him a third year behind better running backs, like, you're more hurting him than helping him. But, hey, you gave him 800K, so I ain't mad at it. But you're hurting him as the possibility of what his next five to six years of his life could look like if he is an NFL-type running back. So I'm not into – I ain't into paying running backs in the NFL. I damn sure ain't. <laughs> I ain't into playing running backs in college. I'm sorry. Oh no, man. So you tell so now I'm not gonna say this because he was he won the Heisman. He had the most rushing yards in a college season, and that was still stupid. Barry Sanders came to my mind, and I'm like, wait, why would I say Barry? Like, you, of course you want to pay Barry Sanders at Oklahoma. I, Barry, I just ain't paying his two backups. Like right. I'll pay him. Exactly. I just ain't exactly. paying. I'm not paying him. The other guy that's supposed to be the one-two punch with him and the third guy that may never play, except in blowouts. Like, I ain't paying all of y'all. I'll pay $10 million to bring Barry Sanders <laughs> from Oklahoma State into Ohio State. But I I tell you, we all in. Them $10 million, you getting 20 to 25 carries a game. You got to carry that $10 million for 12 games, I'm going to tell you that now. That's another thing. With NIL and these running backs or whatever, they, they want a lighter load, and I know that would look good for Junkins and Henderson. But, like, let's say Juckus come to Ohio State and Henderson leave. Hey, if we done paid him three, four, five million, you going to carry that three or four or five million <laughs> back for the season. I'm just letting you know that now. Like, if we get you and Kate keep Trevion Henderson, you got to understand that that NIL money that you got, you about to carry it on your back all season. And we're not going to care. We're not going to blink twice. Now that t- schools – or NIL and, and alumnus and whoever else is involved, now that they are paying, man, they don't care about your health. They don't no. care about your future in the NFL. They don't care about none of that because guess what? Now we coming out our pockets to pay you guys to produce for the school we love so they could care less about preserving you for the NFL. If we pay you $3 million, you're getting 30 carries a game. I'm sorry. That's my hard-earned money coming out that way. So that's also another possibility about paying all these running backs is like, we're going to get the money's worth. You don't think they're getting these money's worth out of these athletes? Just like in the NFL. They paid Zeke and gave him all that money and gave him all them carries and let him go. You're going to get the money's worth. If there's one thing every human being in this world will do, they're going to get these, they, they money's worth out of whatever they invest in. They're going to use it till it dies if they have to. So that's the one thing about be careful about accepting these NIL deals as a running back. Junkins, don't come here for $2 million if you think you're only getting 10, 15 carries a game. And Henderson leaves. Like, don't think that's going to be the deal. It might sound good, but uh, you get in 20 to 25, maybe even 30. Hey, I think that philosophy is what has been on Nick Saban's mind. Not speaking for him right now. So y'all, y'all can go out, go out here and say, well, Jay's saying Nick Saban's doing this. Th-. No, Jay's not saying that. But Nick Saban's out down there in Tuscaloosa squeezing out Orange bad, bro. He's making sure he's getting all he can out of these players. Now, granted, over the past couple of years, it's been a little bit different. 
But one of the things we always said about some of the guys down in Alabama, they do all that work down there in Tuscaloosa and get to the league, and they're not what you thought they might be. So that's squeezing the orange, getting all of that you can to win a natty, to win a title, get another another bonus, this bonus here. It works. It definitely works. But that philosophy, I think a lot of schools down in the South might be using that too. Like, hey, we're going to pay you. We're also going to abuse you as well. Yeah, I don't get paid to win NFL games. I don't get paid to put guys in the draft. Now, guys in the draft kind of equivalates to college wins because of talent. But I don't get paid for you. I don't get no incentive Mm -mm. for you going first round, third pick. I don't get no incentive for that, but I do get an incentive for winning my conference championship. I do get an incentive for winning a playoff game. Nowadays, come start next year, we talking about multiple playoff games. So these incentives and these coaches' salaries, it's going to be all about winning. If you win your conference, you get this. If you win a playoff game, you get this. You win two, you get this. You make a national championship. So I don't blame them. I ain't mad at any coach for being like, look, all these donors that paid all this money, because these donors are now down these coaches' back. They have yes. a so and stuff. Yes, they do. So if they're like, look, these donors are getting on me because we paid you $1.2 million to come here, and I'm not using you that much, and they feel like it's not money well spent, well, guess what I'm going to have to do? Yeah. Make these donors money well spent because I'm going to need these same people when I sit at the table this time next year. I'm going to need these same people to keep thinking that their money is money well spent. Mo, there, on Monday, there was one coach that was not retained at Ohio State in Perry Iliano, which made me wonder, should Ohio State go out there and get a Buckeye great to come and coach at Ohio State in the upcoming season? We'll dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL postseason is almost here, and there is time to get ahead of the game with the action going on at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Guys, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and more. And if you're looking to put some money on Ohio State in next season, with the 2023 football season complete, FanDuel Sportsbook has early bets on who can win and who will win the national championship in next season. Find Ohio State and put some money on them right now if you believe Ohio State will win the Natty in 2024. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Some of you probably saw the news. If you didn't, we'll tell you here. Ohio State is not retaining. That was the word that I read when it was announced that Perry Eliano would not be coaching at Ohio State in 2024. He was a safeties coach. He was there for two years. For this year, he would have to get a new contract to still be on the coaching staff. It's not happening. Some say that move might be to promote James Laurinaitis to full-time linebacker coach, uh, maybe make Tim Walton the secondary coach, and then Jim Knowles can truly be the head coach of the defense. Tony Alford has been a name that has been out there saying people have been trying to go out there and try to pull him from Columbus to be a head coach somewhere or be an OC somewhere because he's been around for a while. You know, coaches that are have a great track record at some point, they might want to go to bigger and better things. In comes this name into my head as Ohio State went out there and 
got James Laurinaitis from Notre Dame, made him a grad assistant. And some are saying, hey, he's a Buckeye legend. He's multi-time, maybe three-time All-American. Make him your linebacker's coach. He knows the culture. He knows what it means to be a linebacker at Ohio State. Make him your linebacker's coach. Great. Would it make sense, Mo? I'm going to answer. I'm going to ask the question, then answer before it turn it over to you. Okay. But would it make sense for Ohio State to go to Tennessee State, get Eddie George, tell him, hey, we see what you're making down there, see your 15 and 15 down there at Tennessee State? Would it make sense for them to co- go down there and say, hey, we want you to be our running back coach? And this is just speculation. There's no rumors out there or anything like that. And I don't really know if Tony Alford's looking elsewhere to go coach somewhere else or people are pulling him and contacting him. I don't know. But if you're thinking, if Ohio State's possibly thinking about going somewhere to get a running backs coach, I don't know if Eddie George is the guy. We know he's a great running back, Heisman Trophy winner, phenomenal in the NFL for the Titans. But I just don't know if that's the move right now. It looks good. It, I'll that's, put it, it. On this. that's it. Put a hall, but that's at this point, I think Ryan Day is there. Man, I need to make some moves that look good. I need to make some moves that are appealing. But moves, that, moves that look good won't keep his job. Because what make what looks good, Mo, you go get old boy at ESPN and Dan Mullen. You say, hey, here's your contract. You come here and be the OC at Ohio State. Be co-OC with Brian Hartline, whatever you want it to be, because Hartline got that title, but he's still not calling plays. I still think Ryan Day runs the offense, so it is what it is. But what looks good is you go get a former head coach in college who's a former offensive coordinator, I believe under Urban Meyer, you bring him to Columbus and say, hey, Dan Mullen, we know you still want to coach. We need somebody to run our offense around that can be a more, of an o- more of a CEO. That's what looks good. I don't know if it's going to happen, but this looks good too, but this looks good in a different way. The difference of looking good with the Dan Mullen and Eddie George is I'm bringing a former, he's a college football Hall of Famer. Yeah. NFL Hall of Famer, a former great at Ohio State. Like, it's not just some college great that we're trying to bring in. We're talking about a guy who knows the culture, who understands the assignment of what it means to be a Buckeye, what it takes to be a Buckeye. He was a Buckeye in the 90s. I think a lot more tough, tougher, I think a lot more physical um, expectation from players back in the 90s than nowadays. Um, I think there's some other things that play factors. Eddie George probably got paid under the table. All speculation. <laughs> I ain't going out there. Just all hey, good. hey, we get we could get some of them old older players back on here, uh, like off the record. Be like, hey man, so yeah, what, like what you get. Let me. Know. I'm pretty sure he got a little bit of money, but nowadays it's okay to offer that same player, same caliber player, same type of money. Probably, obviously, increase. These guys are all making six figures, uh, seven figures, some. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it would just be it would be to set the tone, and I think. I think Eddie George, with what he was known for as a running back, he was a tough, hard-nosed guy. I'll, I'll do, I'll die to get you those extra two to three yards. And I think part of that was part of Ohio State's culture, which is why they want James Laurinaitis as the linebacker coach, like because yeah. he understands the best thing you could do in the situation that you're in with Ryan Day and Ohio State right now is bring in guys that fully understand what it means and what it takes to play here. And so I'm not saying hire a plethora of former players, but you got Brian Hartline that's recruiting at one of the most elite of elite scales I've ever seen for a position coach. Mm -hmm. You got James Laurinaitis, who you might move up as permanent linebackers coach. If you brought in Eddie George, 
Like now you're starting to set the tone of like former Buckeyes that, hey, they may be taking these jobs because they're tired of what they're seeing because these former Buckeyes do have a lot of pride. Yeah, but they do. At the same time, like, I mean, there's even I've seen rumors that there's consideration that why not bring JT Barrett back as the quarterback coach? Like, I've seen that as well, which goes with the Eddie George. So you're understanding that you're in a time where Ryan Day might be like he might be the coach that don't fully understand or fully get it, but he wants to. And so bringing these former players that not only fully understand it and fully get it, but they did it. Yeah. Beat Michigan. They were all-time greats. They they won the big games. Maybe all of them aren't national champion winners. I get that. But they played in national championships. They led their team to national championships. They led their team to conference. So they all understand what the ultimate success, maybe outside of winning a national championship, feels like at Ohio State. So if you start adding former players that are actually capable of coaching these positions, you you a former all-time great running back, a former Ohio State great quarterback, a former Ohio State great linebacker. Like, to me, I think you're trying to turn the culture around and understand that what you lack is plenty of people on this staff and on this roster that don't really understand what the expectation, what it takes to be a Buckeye. And you set that tone because guess what? As a player, what are you taught to do? Listen to your coach. Yeah. So if I get a bunch of coaches that come in here and understand what the job is, what the assignment is, and know what it takes to be a Buckeye, if you as a player aren't listening, you're gone. It's really that simple. Hit yeah. the portal. That's fine. We'll bench you. You get the portal. You can leave. We don't care. But I think trying to reestablish the culture of what Ohio State has been for so many years, I think is very important. I think you could do that with Eddie George because he know, understands it. And he's an old school guy. He's young enough for an 18, 19, 20-year-old to love him, but he's old enough to like he could give you that wisdom, that OG. But like being in your 40s as a coach, is really, really young. Like, you're really, really young, and you're young enough to appeal to the young crowd, which in college, that's what you have to do. Because you're recruiting guys at 14, 15, and 16, and 17 to come play for you when they're 18, 19, 20, and 21. So I think doing that with Eddie Georgia, understand, I mean, these kids will be like, man, I remember my big brother played the Madden when you were on the cover of Madden. Like, that's what Eddie Georgia is to 18, 14, 15, 16, and 17-year-old kids nowadays, is he's just an urban legend that, my big brother played on the Madden cover. I played the Madden cover with Eddie George, but I'm older than all these cats. So yeah, it would be. I think it would be one of those like just understanding legendary, kind of like with it's. He's not Dion because he's not the same. He he doesn't have the same personality or right, nothing like right. that. But understanding that a legendary guy is trying to put you on game and reestablish your culture, I think anybody respects that. When you're all time great and you're trying to teach me, and you go out your way to teach me. I think anybody, if anything, will respect that. And I think these running backs would love to learn under Eddie George. I'm sorry, it just sounds like a given. If I'm if I'm a running back and I'm learning under Eddie George, I'm on a trajectory to be great because I learned from a guy who knew what it took to be great at all levels, from That's high school, it. college, and NFL. Yes. He ain't just a guy who was good at Ohio State and never panned out in the NFL. He knows what it takes to be great at every level, so why not buckle down? So if Ohio State is able to pull that off, they were able to call Eddie George and be like, all right, you're getting paid $400,000, $500,000. We'll pay you eight, nine hundred dollars to be the running back's coach because not only do we give you the running back's coach, established culture, we also give you an opportunity to go from running back's coach to maybe assistant coach somewhere else to offensive coordinator at Ohio State to, to whatever it may be, but your trajectory of what your coaching career could look like will look a lot different being going from Tennessee state head coach to running back coach at Ohio state. And then it's kind of up from there. Everything would be simply improving from there. Just being coaching Ohio state to a bunch of victories, get you a job somewhere. The reason why I was a little hesitant on it is just because of the, I, I, 
he's a new coach. Like he didn't think he was going to be in coaching. So I don't know how he would be going from Tennessee State to Ohio State. That's my biggest thing. But one other reason why I'm a I'd be a big fan of it for numerous reasons. He's well respected. I think Mo, you've heard that as well from guys, especially younger running backs, and that talk about those older guys. Nobody really says a bad thing about Eddie George, but also I believe he would be a great leader. And you mentioned the age element and the young enough and old enough stuff like that. I believe he can lead these young men in a way that the way that the players view and talk to you, Tony Alford. Eddie George could come in and have that same respect, not just because of what he did at Ohio State, but because of the type of man he is. And you know, as a black man, you get that older guy who's well-respected that you kind of had that, kind of has that, not we'll say your uncle feeling or like big bro, but you know, like the guy that is there that you know, hey man, like when he's around, we got to listen. We got to be on our, be on top of our stuff. That's kind of how I think he will view Eddie George if he's Ohio State's running back coach in the future. We don't know if it's going to happen. There have been no rumors. But if it does happen, Mo, I think it makes sense to both both you and I that, hey, this could be a win for everybody. Fun hypothetical. I'll put it like that. One of the funnest hypotheticals I've heard as far as it's not realistic because we haven't heard that rumor. So it's like it's just a hypothetical. But it'd be the one hypothetical that makes sense instead of searching for our guy somewhere not on the staff or not a former Ohio State Buckeye. I guess the best hypothetical that you can have is bringing Eddie George. And who knows? Maybe he'd be a guy that work his way up, stay down, and till it's time for him to come up and take over the Ohio State, uh, you know, take over from Ryan Day or whoever it may be. Maybe somebody okay, doesn't yeah. get fired. There's better opportunities. Like, maybe it'd be a slight little, we'll slide you in now and be able to get you in as the Ohio state head coach. Maybe you're the first candidate we think of as the next head coach, get a legendary guy who understands the culture and kind of start a new culture post Ryan day, because Ryan day is going to leave Ohio state at some point, whether it's on his own accord, whether it's glorious and win the national championship and go to the NFL or for a better opportunity. Like he's not going to be at Ohio state for forever for positive or negative. He won't be there for forever. So start trying to get some guys that understand what it takes to be a Buckeye and kind of start molding them and be prepared for the possibility of you might be the next, you might get the baton. And I wouldn't mind Eddie George. You could sell Eddie George getting the baton at Ohio State. His name is legendary on that campus in itself. So him having an office while being a legend on that campus is just going to make it, like, he's just legendary. I'm sure there's a chow hall or something named after Eddie George or some wing where all the classes are, some where some professor teaches. At the, it, it, something's named after Eddie George on that campus. So like, why not go ahead and start bringing him in and getting him acclimated to the possibility that maybe you're the next successor of Ryan day. Cause he will leave at some point. That's my only thing. I, I, I don't want to get into the Ryan days. Got to be fired conversation. He will leave at some point, positive or negative on a court or not. He will not be the Ohio state coach. I think in the next three to five years, he's young enough to look for NFL, all that. So I think why not bring Eddie George and start molding him into what it, takes on the coaching side because he's only seen the player side and former legend being at Ohio State. Get him on the coaching side, and maybe he's a possibility to take over. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if he's a good head coach. They really keep up with Tennessee State. Yeah. I know he doesn't have the same uh, opportunities at Tennessee State that he would at Ohio State either. Don't got the NIL money, the facilities to sell you on, and the, the helmet sticker. I get that, but it would just be a possibility. I think, I think the answer after Ryan Day is some former – Buckeye great somebody and Eddie George could be one of those why not have him on your staff and leave for the possibility that he could be one of those I'd be all for it
I would be too. Guys, out of here on a Tuesday. Love having Mo on the show. He'll be back with us next week for a special show coming your way. Can't dive into what it is net yet, but it has to do with Ohio State and Michigan in their matchup in 2024. You can follow Mo on X at Mo underscore Chiefs 15. You can follow me on the same platform at JStevens07. We are out of here on a Tuesday. Buckeye fans, we will see you next time.